Good morning, Storyside. Come on, good morning. Good to see you all. So, obviously, I'm not Pastor Micah. Not like I went into a time machine and came back and Pastor Micah is better looking than I am anyways, but my name is Josiah and I serve on pastoral staff here at the church and I just want to say first off how honored I am to have an opportunity to speak to you all today and to say just a little quick thing about the pastors that we serve. Pastor Micah and Pastor Angel are amazing people. What you see is what you get, true and true, they're real, they're open, they're honest. And even today, Pastor Micah is currently in California uh, preaching, and I I don't know about you, but I am so thankful that we have great lead pastors that are forging the way, that are championing vision and are helping. Can we just give it up for them? I'm thankful that our influence as a church doesn't just stop in the greater Ohio area, but in fact that we have Pastor Micah that's preaching all over. And I'm just honored to have the opportunity to preach to you today, whether it's here or on Facebook Live today. But we're going to get into it, and I want to talk about joy. Somebody say joy. Joy. One more time, joy. Joy. Come on, with a little joyous attitude, Joy. joy. That's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad. You know, when I think about joy, um, when I think about the concept of joy and what joy is, my, the first person that comes to mind would be my oldest daughter, my five-year-old daughter, Isley. And you'll see a picture of her along with my wife and I in the back, and she's just such a cutie, adorable. She's a beautiful kid, but she is joyous, she is quirky, she is funny. Um, she will come up with jokes that I have no clue where she got it from. But she is a so naturally joyous and funny. And, and I thought it would be or would serve us well to look at some of the things that she would do that would make my wife and I laugh a lot. My wife Whitney and her have a really special relationship where they joke around a lot. And I wanted to post and show you guys a few of those things and those conversations they've had. So without further ado, let's get into the mind of Isley. You get three marshmallows, I get one, Whitney says. <laughs> so you get diabetes. What? So you can stay at home, Mom. Okay. <laughs> Goes on. Who would ask something like that? What if he's allergic to peanut butter? Let's do this. I feel sick. I think I have polio. <laughs> and that is true. That is, that is the epitome of who, who my daughter is, that she will have a fever and she'll be like, I think I'm dying. I think it's over. It's over for me. That escalated very quickly. Oh, she's so cute. Yes, I will hug them. This is the best one. This, before you move on, this, um, this would show that she is a pastor's kid right here. Continue. (laughs) 
<laughs> oh, so she brings a lot of life, a lot of life to us. And I, I thought it was very appropriate to talk about just the joy she brings in our lives. And that's what we're talking about today. Somebody say one more time, joy. As you know, we've been going through our brick by brick series in the book of Nehemiah. And there's an interesting statistic. It says that children laugh an average of 400 times a day, while adults laugh about 15 times a day. A little staggering, isn't it? There's something about the, the innocence and the, the spirit of joy about a child that, if we're not careful, we can tend to overlook. But I want to get into this verse and just give you a little context about just the culture and Jewish culture. There would be around seven different feasts that would be involved in Jewish culture. There'd be the Feast of Tabernacles, there'd be the Feast of Trumpets, there'd be the Passover Feast. It goes on and on. But I am convinced by the end of this that, that the Jewish people love to have a good time. They love to have a party. In fact, I think I was telling my wife the other day, I think they were looking for excuses at, at one point to find and to party. Like, hey, guys, um, hey, it's, it's Bob's birthday. Party! Yeah! Let's go. I think they were looking for excuses. but And then also, though, too, they were really good at it, really good at it. But the core scripture I want to talk about is in the book of Nehemiah chapter 8. And at this point, the walls had been rebuilt. Joy was being restored to some degree. But Ezra opened the book. All people could see him because he was standing above them. And as he opened it, the people all stood up. Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people lifted their hands, responding, Amen, Amen. Can I get an Amen. They read from the book of the law of God, making it clear and giving the meaning so that people understood what was being read. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest, and the teacher of the law and the Levites who were instructing the people said to them all, I want you to get this today, this day, somebody say this day, this day is holy. This day is holy to the Lord your God. Do not mourn or weep. Notice this. He's not giving them an option. You notice that? He says, do not. Not, do you feel like it? If you feel like it, don't. If you do feel like it, do. He's telling them, do not mourn or weep. For all people had been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. Nehemiah then said this. You ready? Go and enjoy Choice food and sweet drinks, and send some to those who have nothing prepared. For this day is holy to our Lord. Somebody say, this day. This day is holy to our Lord. Do not grieve, for the joy of the Lord is our strength, is your strength, is our strength. Come on, get that today. Is your strength. It's our strength. The joy of the Lord is our strength. I don't know about you. I'm so thankful that we serve at a church, Storyside Church, that there is joy in what we do. 
that it's not contingent on circumstances, but somebody can come in, they can shake a hand, they can come into a parking lot and get, get greeted with a wave and a smile. Somebody can give you a hug or a cup of coffee, and there's joy in what we do. Are you thankful for the church today? It doesn't always have to be heavy. We can have joy. And that's what we want. We want a church. We want a church that is filled with joy, joy in our serving, joy in our giving, joy in our attitudes, even in the midst of circumstances. And let me just say this, too, just a little blurb about volunteering. Volunteering doesn't have to be a chore. It can be fun. I love serving with the people I serve with. I don't know about you, but we have people that love serving together. We live life together. We grow together. We sharpen each other. We challenge each other. And I'm thankful that we have so many volunteers, whether it's somebody that works in parking lot or somebody that ushers and they make sure all the trash is cleaned up and, and the tissues are organized. I'm thankful that we have people that serve with joy and with excellence, aren't you? I'm so thankful for that. It doesn't have to be a chore. And we can choose, we can choose joy and to serve with joy. You see, life is filled with choices, filled with choices. And each and every day, you and I have a choice whether to choose joy or to choose something else. We have a choice in Ecclesiastes that says this. This, this. this will blow your mind. You guys ready? All right. So I recommend having fun because there is nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. That way they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. You see, naturally, my instinct would be to shut down fun. Would be. It would naturally, I would lean that way. In fact, I used to think that in order to have fun, I would have to schedule fun. Like, hey, oh, so um, uh, Tuesday, uh, two weeks from now, and then, yeah, we'll have some fun. The danger in thinking that, and the danger in all that and that mentality is that joy is an integral part of who Jesus is. That we serve a Savior who had joy, who brought joy to those around them. So if I could challenge you today, that if you're not living a life that is choosing joy, you're missing out on some really good things. There is joy to be had. And joy and fun, it's not a denial that, that things are tough. It's, it's not a denial that there are tough times and, and there's difficult circumstances and we go through stuff. Joy is just saying that no matter the circumstance, no matter the trial, this day I'm going to choose joy because joy rises above circumstance. Joy isn't contingent on what we go through. Joy is amazing. The joy of the Lord is our strength. It's neither an either or. You can have fun serving. You can have fun living life. But many make a choice. I want you to get this today. Many make a choice of being busy or having fun. That is either or. Healthiness produces fun and joy. I want to give you guys three practical handles, three practical ways to have a little more fun and a little more joy. You ready? Generosity on your face. Levity in your heart. 
and praise in your mouth. I want you to get this. These aren't circumstantial. These are essential. These aren't just things that, well, hey, like I may choose it. These are essential to living a victorious life in Christ. That we need to have these things. I want to start with generosity on your face. Somebody look to somebody next to you and say, check your face. Come on, a little more louder. Check your face. And now apologize. Hey, I'm so sorry. Have you ever gone to a restaurant before and you've had somebody serve you and you wonder what's going on with their face? Bring the camera in for a second. Welcome to Denny's. We're so glad to serve you. And it could be any restaurant. What do you want? And I'm just like, I'm just happy to eat. I just want to eat. I'm like, I don't, I don't know what I want now. I'm like, geez. Are you ready? I guess I am now. But people oftentimes will show what's going on in the inside on their faces. We have to be careful that what is on our face reflects the joy and the love of Jesus Christ. You can tell when somebody's not having fun. I can tell. So I can look in this room. I'm like, oh, okay, all right. Who's having fun? Who's not? Oftentimes as communicators, you will look for somebody in the room that is nodding or, or smiling or engaged and they're leaning in. So, so I'm looking across the room, looking across the room, looking across the room. Yeah, yep, right there, right there. You, young lady, smiling right there. So it's just you and me the whole time. Just you and me. Nobody else. Perfect. But then also, if we're not careful, sometimes we can do this. And it may not be a reflection of what's going on inside of here. Or we may be doing this. Or bring the camera in again. We may say we have joy. I'm the happiest person on the planet. I love coming to Storyside. Is the joy of the Lord your strength? <laughs> and if we're not careful what is reflected on our faces, it may not be an accurate representation of what's going on inside here, but it's important that we keep in check. Somebody say, keep in check. We keep in check our faces and our body language to portray the love and the goodness of Christ. Amen? Amen. I, uh, recently, I shaved my beard off, and my face looked a lot different. I looked like a student. I looked very young. My wife said, who are you? I'm calling the authorities. And oftentimes, and I'm like, it's still me. I'm, I'm still the same person. I just look a little different. It could still be you, but it's important that we look different to the world. That when somebody sees you, they see life in you. They see it written on your face. They see joy bubbling to the surface. You can't help but contain it. You can't help but let it flow out of you. They need to see that. But there's a common misconception that if you're enjoying life too much, you ready for this? I'm ready to debunk a myth that God's not in it. 
See, there's a myth, and, and, and I've, I've been a part of it too, that I felt sometimes growing up that if I was having too much fun, if I had too much joy, that essentially I was not as mature in my faith as I needed to be. Because Josiah, you need to understand how heavy this is. And yes, it is serious. And yes, there is weight to it. But I would feel a pressure on the inside of me that if I was having too much fun or enjoying life, like, man, life is good, that somehow I was more distant from God because how could I enjoy life? How could I wake up in the morning and despite circumstance be be willing to praise God? How could I do all that? Was, was I out of touch or did I not know what was going on? And if we're not careful, we can fall into that same lie. You're out of touch. You need to be mourning. You know, there's people, there's people I've known of that, that have been in a state of mourning. They've, they've lost loved ones. And they, they've been mourning for two, three, four, five, five years. And they go to a comedy movie or they, they do something that would naturally be fun and somehow they feel guilty for having fun. Like, no, you need to still be mourning. How, you laughed? Like for some reason that we have to be in a constant perpetual state of heaviness. Can I encourage you today that God says to cast off the garment or the spirit of heaviness? And to put on a garment of praise. That it's actually a command. That he asks us to do that. Your, your face should be a reflection of God's goodness. And the next point is this. Levity in your heart. Levity means simply this. Light. Airy. Not shackled down. Not pinned down. Not weighed down. You know, my wife will tell me. My wife is such a good gauge on where I'm doing. She knows me better than anybody. She's my life partner. I love her to death. And she will tell me if she sees something, she'll say, hey, you need to lighten up. How many of you have had a spouse have to say that? Every hand should be raised. You are all lying right now. I'm, okay. <laughs> uh, how many of you need to lighten up right now? Now raise your hands. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> But my wife will tell me sometimes to lighten up. And I think every one of us knows somebody at one time or another that takes themselves a little bit too seriously. That would be the one in the room be like, I'm not going to have a good time. This feels good to be mad or like, what are you even mad at? I don't know. Feels good though. I feel great. Like I don't want to lighten up. Like I'd rather sit in my chair I'm talking about my chair. I have a chair. I have a pouting chair. <laughs> but if we're not careful, if we're not careful, things will weigh us down. Do you, do you remember the song? There was a song, some of you would remember it, when you were a kid. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Down in my heart to stay. That song rings true. Even to me to this day. I remember as a kid learning that song. I got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. 
down in my heart to, to stay. To stay. It's not going anywhere. You see, trials can come. Opposition can come. Darkness can come. Weariness can come. You fill in the blank. That can all happen, but at the end of the day, the joy of the Lord will be my strength. I'm going to choose joy. I'm going to choose joy. It's a choice. Luke says this. It says, be careful or your hearts will be weighed down by the anxieties of life, by the weightiness of life. Be careful. Can I challenge you today? We have to be careful what we look at. We have to be careful what we take in. That what you constantly take in, I don't don't care if it's news, I don't care if it's a Facebook feed, an Instagram feed, that what you take in is important. That what you entertain is important. You ever heard of Facebook depression? There's people, I, I swear, like it's Facebook depression. I've talked about it before that that we have to be very careful. We don't, we don't show our hearts on our Facebook sleeves that not every single time we post, it doesn't always have to be negative. The world needs joy. The world needs positivity. The world needs to see something different in you. And, and again, it's not, it's not negating the fact that, that we go through things, that we deal with trials, that we deal with circumstances, but it is saying, nevertheless, nevertheless, Today, I will choose joy. How many of you are thankful for joy today? (laughs) Choose joy. Choose joy. Finally, we want to talk about praise in your mouth. Psalm says this, make a joyful noise. I thought about this, and we all make joyful noises. God asks us to do this. And you know, God doesn't care whether you're on pitch. God doesn't care whether you're on time. He says, make a joyful noise. Some people are like, I'd rather your joyful noise stay inside. No. Lift a joyful noise to the Lord. Let him know. There's a reason why we lift our hands in worship. It's not, it's not to be ultra holy and better than other people, but there's something about in the midst of worship When praise is coming out of my lips and I'm able to lift my hands, I'm saying, God, you're good no matter what I've been through. God, you're good no matter the difficulty. God, you're good. You fill in the blank. And there's something about lifting hands in worship that breaks chains. Have you ever done that before? You've you've been in a car or you've been at your house and you put on your favorite worship song. And and you've been dealing with some heavy things, and all of a sudden, you just start to feel a little levity. Start to feel a little bit better, a little little lighthearted. The joy of the Lord is your strength. It goes on to say, serve the Lord with gladness. Say gladness. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with, yes. It goes on to say in Isaiah 61, 3, praise can be on my lips 24-7. Praise about God. This is worship. Praise. Praise can be on my lips. A garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. I think we need to get better at times if we're not careful that 
His word says that his praise is to be continually on our lips. If we're not careful, we'll start out and something different will be on our lips. When we wake up in the morning, it may be negativity. I'm tired and I know. I'm exhausted and man, it's been such a hard week. And, and you automatically start your day with something different than praise on your lips. If we're truly to change the trajectory of how our week goes and how the month and the year, if I could challenge you, I would challenge you to do this. Start your morning with praise. Put it on your lips. Let it start. Put on some worship music. Thank God for what he's done. Tell him how much you mean to him. God, I thank you for my family. I thank you for health. I thank you for wholeness. I thank you that I'm breathing. I thank you that I have a new life in you. I thank you that I can come to church and I'm not persecuted for it. I thank you that I have opportunity at work. I thank you. Praise is powerful. Praise is so powerful. And in fact, praise, praise can be used as a weapon. A weapon to combat when the enemy is trying to throw things in your face. You see, sometimes we think of praise as a defensive weapon. I, I think of it as an offensive weapon. That if it's supposed to be continually on our hearts, on our minds, on our lips, that in fact we are creating an atmosphere of thankfulness. We're creating an atmosphere of joy that's, that says that, hey, something may come up today, but I'm ready. God, because, because I trust you, I love you, I'm thankful for you. Praise is a powerful, powerful, powerful weapon. Why do you think David prays? When David in the Bible, David would talk about, and we would see in, in the word that David lost his son. How can David, from losing his son, stand up? brush himself off, and praise the Lord. How can somebody like Job that, that would be, I don't think anybody would have gone through what Job would have gone through. How could somebody like Job, that he would lose his family, and he would lose his finances, and he would lose a lot of things that we would deem to be obviously very important, and he would say, nevertheless, Yet will I praise him. Yet will I praise him. You see, there's some of you in this place today that you've come in here and you're dealing with all kinds of circumstances and all kinds of things that have come up against you, whether it's in your marriage, it's your family, maybe it's finances. And the enemy has been trying to convince you that the battle's over. But I want to encourage you it's time to engage a little bit of joy. It's time to engage a little bit of praise. It's time to say, God, I'm ready for you to take over. It's time to say, God, whatever you want me to do, I'm ready. Praise is an effective weapon. As I was going over this message on, on Thursday, we're about to come to a close this verse came to mind, just kept coming to mind, and I'm like, okay, God, I'm, I'm going to write this down. And it says simply this, Psalm 42, why are you cast down, O my soul? 
And why are you in turmoil within me? Hope in God, for I shall, I shall, I shall, I shall again praise him, my salvation. Can we bow our heads at this moment? I want to encourage you. The concept of this is not saying to overlook your circumstances. The, the, the thought behind this is not to say that, by the way, what you're going through doesn't matter. It does matter. Maybe small, maybe big, but it matters to God. It matters to Him. And He loves you, and He's looking at you right now, and He's asking you to choose joy. To choose joy, and, and His Word says, again, the psalmist would say, why are you cast down? Why, why would you be in turmoil? Hope. 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 Some of you need that word. Hope. Hope in God, for I shall again praise Him. Praise Him. You may have come into these doors. Come, this, this may be a hard week for you. This may have been a very difficult year for you. And you're wondering, will I ever again praise him? Will I ever again be able to lift my hands in worship? Will I ever, will I ever again be able to have levity in my heart and generosity on my face? God, will your, your praise, will, will it come out of my mouth? Will, will I be able to reflect that again? And the answer is yes. Yes. I shall again praise him, my salvation. I shall again. It's going to happen. His word says, though the sorrow may last for the night, maybe a time, his joy, his joy comes in the morning. Some of you have been dealing with sorrow You've been dealing with turmoil and trouble and, and difficulty. It could be family. It, it could be financially. It could be whatever. You, again, fill in that blank today. But I'm telling you, telling you that if you choose joy, if you make the conscious decision today, I'm going to choose joy. I know it's difficult. I know I've, I'm not overlooking what I'm going through. I'm not overlooking the depression. I'm not overlooking the anxiety. I'm not overlooking the fear. But God, this day I choose joy. This day I choose you. This day I choose happiness. This day I choose to not look at negativity. This day I choose not to entertain things I've been entertaining that cause me to be weighed down. This day, I choose the right influence. This day, God, I choose you. I choose you. I choose joy. I choose joy. Speak to your condition. Speak to your life. You know, God, his word says that one moment, one moment in his presence is better than a thousand moments, a thousand days elsewhere. One moment can change the trajectory of your life. One moment, one moment of praise, 
one moment of lifted hands, one moment of saying, I choose joy, can break the chains, can break the yoke off of you. We need to choose joy. If you say today, you say, Pastor Josiah, if I'm honest today, I have not choose joy. I've choose many things. I haven't been choosing joy. I've been overlooking joy. I've put it on the back burner. I haven't thought about it as much. I, I, today I'm challenged. I need to choose joy. My, my joy tank has been low. It needs to be filled. I need Jesus to come into my life. I need his joy. I need his peace. If that's you today, I want you to raise your hands. Thank you. All across the room. Thank you. Thank you. I choose joy today. I choose joy. I choose joy. Come on. I choose joy. I choose joy today. Thank you, Jesus. Also, if you say today, I want to give you an opportunity. You say today, today is the day that I commit my life back to Jesus. Today is the day that I choose joy forevermore. It's not just, I want to get to know this man named Jesus. I want to experience joy in my life. I don't know what that is, but I want a part of it. If that's you today, I want, want you to raise your hands as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for those hands in the back. Thank you. Thank you. Choose joy. God, today, I just, I pray over every person in this room. We know life is tough. We know life is difficult. We know things will come at us and combat us, and the enemy would try to steal. The enemy would try to steal our joy. But God, but God, but God, his presence is here. But God, God, we know, God, we know in you there is fullness, fullness of joy. Your word says there is fullness of joy that when we press in, when we delve in, when we dive in, there's fullness of joy. There's joy to be had. There's freedom to be had. Freedom over addictions today. Freedom over finances today. Freedom over family relationships today. Freedom over marriages today. There is freedom and there's joy to be had today. And we ask this in Jesus' name.